Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings 
radio broadcast on the Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. The network website, thefringe.fm. And if you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. You can also find us on social media by visiting facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Tonight is a mix of psychology, history, and certain current events. But if you notice the show promo for tonight, it might make some people uncomfortable. Kind of like wearing a mask all the time to go out of your house, to go to the grocery store. It's kind of uncomfortable to wear that mask, isn't it? I think a lot of people are probably uncomfortable when other people don't wear a mask. But I'm just as uncomfortable with you wearing a mask. Tonight's not a COVID-19 show or anything like that. Maybe the word is parallel. Let me me show you some parallels tonight that are really interesting. I titled the show tonight, Cultural BDSM. Again, I know people maybe are uncomfortable with what BDSM is and, you know, anything sexual is, anything fetishized is. It's an uncomfortable subject. Other people might like the idea. Maybe they they think we're going to talk about sex tonight. No, we're not going to talk about sex tonight. But we are, we are going to talk about BDSM. So you know, it's a variety of erotic practices, but it's not just something that's erotic because BDSM includes bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadism, masochism or sadomasochism, and other related forms of self-abuse or abuse inflicted on others. That's BDSM. You know, sadism or masochism where people get off on hurting themselves or hurting other people, watching other people suffer. I submit that on a Freudian level, part of that Freudian slip and slide, on a Freudian level, A lot of people that are wearing the death mask, whether or not they believe it protects them or it's just some social convention that they are participating in willingly, probably because they're scared of what others will think if they don't wear it, or they're scared of being denied service at a place, a business, wherever it might be. I think deep down, on some Freudian level, I really think... Some people get off on it. I really think they get off on the submission. And I really think that they get off, especially those who verbalize their displeasure in others not wearing a mask. I've been called a cunt and an asshole for explaining the various reasons why I'm not wearing a mask. From medical to constitutional to overall public health related, because masks with a humid environment and people eating and not washing their hands and 
continuously touching their mask and all these other things, it just creates an environment that is not good. And also from the standpoint of my philosophical objection, my psychological objection, I have a lot of objections to it. And that's why I'm not wearing one, but I don't expect you to be forced to wear one because I don't get off on forcing other people to bend to my will, whether it's my will or it's the will of the state working through me as an empty vessel who is either unaware or aware but terrified of what is going to happen if I don't participate in the charade. I know it's a a charade. I know it's a scam. But I, I just don't know if I... If I don't participate, people might say bad things about me. And the people that think that, you know, I get it on, a, on one level, but when you're mature, you realize it doesn't matter what other people say about you. It also doesn't matter to those people that wear a mask. When I, when I make a joke here or there about the masks, what I think is irrelevant to their decision to wear it. But again... This is this is sadism, I think. I really do think it. I call the show tonight cultural BDSM because sadism is the tendency to derive pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. And it's not just sexual. You don't have to be naked or tied up or in a sex swing or have some kind of needle inserted under your skin or hooks in your back or have an orifice pried open. You, you, you all you have to do is go outside and wear a mask or not wear a mask, and you're going to get the, you're going to feel the wrath of the self-righteous coming down on you if you choose not to wear a mask, and it's unfortunate that you'll also fear that feel the wrath of those that are not wearing a mask. Sometimes, personally, I haven't seen anybody who wasn't wearing a mask yelling at other people, but I know it happens. You know, there are some businesses that put signs on the door that said, "If you're wearing a mask, you're not welcome here." Well. I don't think that's right either. I don't think you should ban people because they're wearing a mask, and you shouldn't ban people because they're not wearing a mask. And there's a lot of, you know, legal elements to this, but that's for another show that we've done half a dozen or so on. I really think on a Freudian level, a lot of those people are sadists. I think they get pleasure from humiliating others. And when others won't capitulate, when others won't participate, when I don't immediately say to the guy who asks me, where's your mask? And I don't say, I'm sorry, sir. It was in my pocket. I didn't get it out in time. Don't tell the police, please. Don't tell the police. Don't tell the governor. I said, and I don't even have to puff my chest out. I don't have to be like some big, aggressive alpha male. All I say is, why? And then they malfunction. Asshole, cunt, you're a moron. Really? Why? Explain it to me. All the authorities, well, no, not all the authorities said it. You clearly have no clue what you're talking about. Did you read the executive order? You know, this is stuff we've been through before, but I think on a deep level, a lot of people are sadists. They get pleasure from humiliating others, and I think others, perhaps some are sadomasochists, I think a lot of people are masochists. They derive pleasure in their own humiliation. But on a deep subconscious level, I'm not saying if you're wearing a mask, you're a masochist, but oh, maybe you are a masochist. 
Are you a mask a kissed? Maybe you're a mask kissed. Maybe you're a sadist. Maybe you're a sadomasochist. I like that, don't you? On a deep level. On the surface, though, that's why it's a Freudian slip, because it's what you subconsciously think and feel. It's kind of like reverse speech with, with Mr. Oates. It's the subconscious coming through. It's kind of like automatic writing, Ouija boards, talking boards, tarot cards, things like this that deal in energy and consciousness and awareness and the subconscious as well as the conscious mind and perhaps the unconscious, depending upon what kind of method of divination it is. Uh, you know, the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey. you could argue he was in an unconscious state of mind. So all of this, I think, is really, it really is a cult. Think about it. It's a culture of BDSM is what it is. It's a culture of BDSM. Now, historically, there's a really interesting parallel here. I've talked about this on Lighting the Void. I've talked about this on, I mentioned a few key elements on Ground Zero on one of the calls that I made into the show over the last couple of months. And I don't call in every week, but once in a while I'll give Clyde a call on the show. And I've talked about this also on Jeremy Scott's show here on the Fringe FM. I think Jeremy and I are going to do a show in August about about masks. Jeremy wanted me to do kind of a pro uh, or an anti-mask, rather, an anti-mask angle. And he wanted to do a pro angle because I think Jeremy believes that wearing them are good for you or they protect others. And if that's what Jeremy thinks, that's cool. It's not really about thought for me. Or for Jeremy, that's his decision. My decision is the opposite. Okay. That's that's how I feel about everybody. So I'm not going to ban you or block you or yell at you for wearing a mask. But I don't expect... I mean, I guess I do expect, but I, 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 would, I would expect, I should say. I would expect not to get the same response back from people. I think Jeremy and I are going to do that in uh, early August. But see, here's the, here's the history. And this is a really fascinating history. I, I love history so much. Yeah, I know it's his story. I know a lot of history is used as a weapon, it's used to gaslight. A lot of history is destroyed. A lot of history is removed. You know, social movements to ban words, historical monuments or documents, you know, the national anthem. Or in some cases, we've seen calls to end best friends in school because that's also oppressing people who don't have a best friend. You know, these things by name and by their nature, are genocidal. They act to remove individual and national identities so that people forget who they are, or they never grow to find out. There's a blank slate. These methods act as a way to stifle human connectivity, which is further exacerbated by social media, which by its nature breeds antisocial behavior. It's antisocial media. It's socialist media. This degrading of social interaction and human connectivity is made worse by the limiting of language through instant messaging, abbreviations, hashtags, pictorial, hieroglyphic-like communications, except the hieroglyphics in Egypt and, and symbolic communications in other cultures were not communications that were simplified as a simple smiley face. A smiley face means that you're happy, right? Or you're being sarcastic at the very least. That's that's pretty much it. It's happy or it's sarcasm, and it's hard to determine sarcasm in a message, but happy or sarcasm. If you want a sad face, there's a sad face for that. 
Unless, of course, you're being, you know, sarcastic. And, and flirtation, I think, plays into that. Flirtation's kind of sarcastic, right? So those are the, really the only two ways you can interpret it. Hieroglyphics have various meanings. It's not like happy or sad. So when people say, well, these, these, me, these, these what do they call the emojis? These emojis are like hieroglyphics. No, they're not like hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics have complex meanings, and they are beautiful characters, not weird digital smiley faces and piles of poop with eyes on them. That is not like a hieroglyphic. But the dictionaries are shrinking. Well, they're actually getting bigger. But in Orwellian terms, in 1984, they're, they're shrinking. And the expanse of dictionaries today... They're filled with words that have little meaning or words are replaced, words are redefined in order to overshadow other words that are otherwise, you know, maybe removed entirely or banned. And as the dictionary grows, our lexicon shrinks. In 1984, the dictionary of usable words shrank. Same meaning, same thing. So you think about history. Think about the cultural BDSM people get off on being made submissive. People get off on making other people submit. Some people get off on their own submission. They get off on their own humiliation. They want to watch other people be humiliated. And when someone says, nah, I'm not going to do that, then they panic because they're really weak inside. It was the overthrow of the national government, Kang Shai-shek in China, that led to one of the worst famines in the history of recorded time killing tens of millions of people, the Great Famine. It also led to the Great Leap Forward, the Cultural Revolution, and a great shaming of the Chinese people and their way of life. Chinese people today, those that lived through those things or that had ancestors that lived through those things, they, they see it as a, as a shaming of, of, their, of themselves, of their culture. Throughout the years of Mao Zedong, people were told that massive chemical and biological attacks had been launched on China and that these attacks spread agents that were very deadly and that we had to do something as a, you know, as a people, as a government, to prevent ourselves from getting sick and whatnot. That's what the Chinese government told their, their people, that the U.S. and other countries had launched these massive chemical and biological attacks. It was pure propaganda, pure fraud. But in fear of both the party and of their lives, people began doing something to protect themselves. First thing they did was they cleaned cities and rural communities. They collected insects and animals in order to prevent the spread of disease. They also did something else that's kind of interesting, I think, and that's they started using cloth masks to cover their face. Now, people today say it's because of the industrial pollution, but... China didn't become industrial like they are today until after Mao died. So they've been at it for, what, three solid decades? And yeah, there's a horrible amount of pollution. One of the most polluted places on the planet other than the, the countries like India or you know, certain local areas where there's high levels of industrial pollutions or you know, mining or smelting or something like that, but, you know, like Pittsburgh's like that, Los Angeles is like that. But but China's like this, and all, you know, the industrial places, not all China's like that, China's huge, but China's like that, and people started wearing masks. 
I want to read you something out of The Tragedy of Liberation by Frank Decoder, A History of the Chinese Revolution, 1945 to 1957, one of my favorite books. It says, Beijing put the country on red alert on April 1952, changing, or charging rather, charging that the Americans had secretly been waging germ warfare since the end of January of that year. The enemy had allegedly dropped infected flies, mosquitoes, spiders, ants, bed bugs, lice, fleas, dragonflies, and centipedes over parts of North Korea and Manchuria, spreading every variety of contagion. Of course, it was all false. It's not true. But they started a cleaning campaign across the country, which was, as Frank Dakota pointed out, carried out like a military campaign, the drive to cleanse the country, soon alienated large sections of the population. Hmm. A lot of people feel alienated today, I think, those that don't wear a mask, those that won't use toxic chemicals to clean, or rather to not disinfect, but to infect things with toxic chemicals that are poisonous, whether you're breathing them in or you're touching them and absorbing them through the biggest organ that you have, and that is your epidermis, your skin. It alienates people. The book continues and says the campaign also had another visible effect. Many residents, from traffic police and food handlers to street sweepers, started wearing cotton masks, which always surprised foreign visitors. From north to south, people were also required to kill five pests, namely flies, mosquitoes, fleas, bedbugs, and rats, to show that they were doing their part. And that's what our mask does. Our masks, you know, that's our part in the cultural BDSM. That's what we do to prevent other people from getting sick. We go out and we collect the rats. We collect the insects. We collect bed bugs and mosquitoes. We've got to stop the spread, stay home. Well, again, uh, in China, many of the residents began wearing cotton masks and they started this cleaning campaign and it really alienated a lot of the, a lot of the country. People that didn't participate, people that didn't believe what the government had said, and they were right, there wasn't a large chemical, biological attack on China. That was all fraud. But it created a culture of fear, and it created a further culture of submission. And those that didn't submit, those that weren't into the BDSM, those people were alienated from others who were so willing to submit. And, and, and others who wanted that red, you'd get like a little red flag if you turned in, the, the number of insects or rat tails or whatever in some parts of the country. It wasn't a widespread practice, but you get a little red flag if you turned in all the rat tails and that was flowing. And then you could show other people, look at me, look at me. I'm a good comrade. And if you didn't fly it or if you didn't have the, 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 the correct number of insects or rat tails, what they would do is they'd give you a black flag and then you fly the black flag and you were a subversive borderline revolution, counter-revolutionary, possibly a nationalist from a bad background, and people would spit on you and mock you because you got four rat tails, you didn't get five, you didn't fully submit, you said the safe word, you didn't go through with the whole thing, you're pathetic. And they shame you in the struggle sessions and things like that. Other people were far more shamed because they didn't participate in any of this stuff. But this is what happened in China. And it was all a fraud. And for other reasons, cinemas, businesses, and everyday life was shut down. Even the ability to walk in some places, and, and that's literal, even the ability to walk in some places was prohibited. 
and, and things were monitored later by the military and also by the Red Guards, who were overthrown and replaced by the military, who were always looking for suspicious elements violating the commands of the party to isolate, stay away from others, and not congregate with others in large groups, mostly because the party was afraid they were subversive, counter-revolutionary elements of a capitalist nature, aiming to overthrow the party and the power of the local cadres. But people just wanted to get together with family or something. That was seen as an assault on the party. You can't do that can't get together, don't congregate, stay at home. Well, that sounds like lockdown. That sounds like don't gather in groups of ten or more. The parallels between the communist revolution in China and what we're doing today in the United States are stunning. Really stunning. We're going to get into more of this tonight and the cultural BDSM right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Don't go anywhere more after this. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. And you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, 
with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. People think there's one reality, but there's loads of them all snaking off like roots, and what we do on one path affects what happens on other paths. Time is a construct. People think you can't go back and change things, but you can. That's what flashbacks are. They're invitations to go back and make different choices. When you make a decision, you think it's you doing it, but it's not. It's the spirit out there that's connected to our world that decides what we do, and we just have to go along for the ride. Mirrors let you move through time. The government monitors people. They pay people to pretend to be your relatives, and they put drugs in your food, and they film you. There's messages in every game, like Pac-Man. Do you know what Pac stands for? P-A-C, program and control. He's program and control man. The whole thing's a metaphor. He thinks he's got free will, but really he's trapped in a maze, in a system. All he can do is consume. He's pursued by demons that are probably just in his own head. And even if he does manage to escape by slipping out one side of the maze, what happens? He comes right back in the other side. People think it's a happy game. It's not a happy game. It's a fucking nightmare world. And the worst thing is, it's real and we live in it. It's all code. If you listen closely, you can hear the numbers. There's a cosmic flowchart that dictates where you can and where you can't go. I've given you the knowledge. I've set you free. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all for tuning in this evening. A big show tonight, cultural BDSM. Fear and loathing in America is really what it is. You know, BDSM is a, an erotic practice. It involves bondage and discipline and dominance and submission and sadomasochism. And I really think a lot of people, they, they like being bound. They like being bound by unconstitutional laws and mandates and orders. They they love being disciplined. They love being dominated. They love submitting. They love to watch other people suffer, to watch other people be humiliated. They are sadists. I think on a deep level, a lot of people that get into the plane, the plane of pandemic or the plane of uh, this cultural 
overthrow about how America's bad and all this stuff. They love the pain and the suffering inflicted on other people. They love humiliating other people. And, and some, I think, are masochistic. They, they really just derive pleasure, not sexual pleasure, but pleasure from their own pain, their own humiliation, their own troubles. And they subject themselves to it because they're masochists. And really what they are are masochists is what they are. They're masochistic. And, and they're masochistic. And what they are are wearing the death mask. They're donning the death mask because Doctor Who said so. And by the way, Doctor Who is going to potentially be under federal investigation for the fraud that he carried out. That was a report from last night. Yahoo News had that story and a few others, but it was right from the White House. See, you go back in history. You go back in history and you learn about things and you find a lot of parallels. And if you, you find enough parallels, you realize really what we're experiencing from that current perspective looking back on history is essentially what we're looking back in history on and and we can use that as an oracle to determine what's going to happen next because when the national government in china was overthrown it led to a great famine a great leap forward a cultural revolution and generally a, a shame that persists today in the chinese culture when mao was in power There was this campaign in the 50s, 1952, charging that the Americans had released germs over China. They had engaged in germ warfare. They had dropped infected flies and spiders and all these things, and they spread contagious disease. So people went around and they become militant cleaners. They cleaned everything, and because they were so frightened, they started wearing cotton masks. Yeah, China's polluted today, but the real reason they wore cotton masks was because of a propaganda campaign initiated in 1952 by the Communist Party that terrified everybody into fear and loathing that they could be the victim of a biological or chemical attack, so they need to wear the mask, they need to clean the cities, and they need to do it in a militant fashion and shame others who don't participate, even if they know it's all a fraud. And for a lot of other reasons, years later, in the 60s, the Cultural Revolution was re-energized when the Red Guards were essentially overthrown by the military. And the military of China, which Mao gave power to do this, They started doing things like closing down cinemas and businesses and basically everyday life. Everything was shut down. Even the ability to walk was stifled in some places. Everything was monitored by the military and the new Red Guards. And they were always looking for suspicious elements who were violating the commands of the party, commandments of the party, to isolate themselves. They were supposed to isolate themselves from others. Kind of sounds like social distancing. Kind of sounds like don't get in a group of 10 or more people. And they were told not to congregate with others. Don't get in large groups. Stay home. Isolate. Lock down. Don't get together in large groups. And it's mostly because the party was afraid they were these were subversive elements. They were capitalistic. Uh, They were counter-revolutionaries. They were aiming to overthrow the party. 
and the power of the local cadres as well, who individually felt their own power slipping away. And it's all based on fear. It was based on intimidation, violence, and, of course, by extension, submission. It's BDSM. The rule of consequence, of course, dictated that it was beneficial to self-preservation, that if one was to go along to get along, everything would be fine, but that's not the case. Even those that went along to get along, the Red Guards, they were purged. A lot of powerful cadres, leaders of certain parts of the country, they were purged. Some of the highest levels of officials in the Politburo were also purged by Mao and the party. Nobody's safe. Everybody's suspicious. Because when you have a paranoid government and a paranoid leader and a paranoid leadership and a paranoid Politburo and a paranoid military and a paranoid population all thinking that they've done something wrong and that others are doing something wrong by some arbitrary determination by some flawed ideology, everybody becomes suspicious, including yourself. And so you shame yourself, you shame others. It's all sadism, it's all masochism, or masochism. Sadomasochism is what I call it. And over the years, this act of self-preservation, for a lot of people that wanted just to participate, it did little to preserve It didn't preserve the culture, their families, or their lives. It destroyed the culture, it destroyed families, and it destroyed their lives. You know, here's the thing. A system, any system in any country, anywhere in the world, any system, like the obsolete man episode of The Twilight Zone, Rod Serling said, you walk into this room, right, and he's talking about how Any state, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the twilight zone. And so this system that claimed to represent the people and end oppression and the exploitation of the working people did the very opposite. It suppressed the people and it exploited the working man. Think about it. Think about that history. You think about the people that claim that they're going to liberate you, and what they do is they enslave you far worse than you were enslaved before. You might not have even been enslaved before, but now you're enslaved because you you wanted liberation because a few things didn't go your way in the past regime, so now you want someone else to take over and give you freedom. It's like in America, we have freedom to do essentially whatever we want as long as we don't violate those rights of others, which is natural law. It's not some unique American idea. It's the law of the jungle. I defend myself and my property and my family. You try to take any of those things or damage any of those things, and I'm going to put my fist through your face or I'm going to empty my revolver one way or another. And if you can overpower me, at least I did my best to defend what is right. That's not anger or macho-ness or the alpha male. That's just human. That's just human. And a system that suppresses people and exploits working people while claiming to free them and claiming to not only free them in, in general and not, you know, oppress them, but 
claims to free them from exploitation while fundamentally exploiting them is not a system that represents the people. And in this case, I'm talking about the communist system. It doesn't represent the people. By suppressing the people and exploiting the working people for the good of the collective rather than the good of the individuals or the individual companies, you know, there are a lot of companies that benefit from collectivized labor and they're run by the state in the same way Walmart and Target, you know, Walmart and Target get to stay open, but small businesses have to close. All this happened in China too. The big companies, they were able to exploit the working class. Armies of workers, they were able to exploit the working class. But small businesses, even if you were making jewelry out of your house, out of your hut with a dirt floor, you can't do that. You're a capitalist. You know, so all these hippie, weird, liberal people, and I'd say the same for conservatives, all these weird conservative people, all these weird liberal people that that they want to do art, they want to paint, they want to draw. I'm not saying those things are weird. I'm just saying the people that want to do those things and then think that the only way to have a free society is to overthrow the current system, that means you don't get to do your art anymore and you don't get to sell it. You don't get to be in a band anymore. You don't get to play your music. You don't get to draw. You know, you don't get to do any of that stuff. In fact, people think, well, I just live in a big commune and we can have sex all the time and paint pictures and take drugs. Well, the communist state doesn't have any tolerance for that either. If you smoke a cigarette in some places in China, they will shoot you. You will go to jail. You don't get to smoke your cigarette. You don't get to do your drugs. You don't get to have your weird sex parties. In fact, sex will be totally eliminated. The elimination of the orgasm from 1984. So this type of destruction to culture and the economy and countries and nations, it was so widespread in Russia that it took almost a century to overcome it. And in China and Russia today, the process is still ongoing. In China, China's overcoming it in a lot of ways, becoming more capitalistic, but their government is more than just communist. Their government is authoritarian. Their government is run by oligarchs, by a sort of like a dictator, Xi Jinping. But in Russia, the process is moving in the other direction. Russia is becoming free from that oppression of the Bolshevik Revolution. Still, that was in 1917. And Russia today is still rebuilding after that destruction. And the party in China, you know, this party, the the Communist Party, Mao Zedong, they're like, well, we're going to free the people from oppression. But not only oppression, injustice and inequality. And, you know, we're going to wage this war to stop the, 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 the other oppressors and we're going to give you freedom and all this, but that's not true. I mean, they, they were the ones that implemented the most ruthless violence, the most ruthless injustices, and the most ruthless inequality. People lost their land, their possessions, their families, and they lost their lives. They lost their ability to produce and to keep the fruits of their labor. They lost incentive and they lost will to work or to produce. where your responsibility is to the collective, not yourself. Your responsibility is to others, not yourself. And if your responsibility is to others and not yourself, and everybody's responsibility is to others and not their self, sounds like a good idea, but you 
come on, everybody's like this. Nobody cares about others the way they care about themselves per se. You're always concerned with self-preservation, even if it's instinctual and you're not consciously aware of it. So you can think of others. That's a, that's a good idea. I, I mean, I, I think of others, but I'm not going to always put others before me because that means that I get used. And I'm not so much concerned about being used by other, other people. I'm concerned about being used by ideologies that are, well, they're, they're idealists. And, of course, by, by states, by governments, especially those that don't believe in the freedom of expression, don't believe in the basic human rights that are inalienable that every single one of us have. But that's really hard for some people to grasp, I suppose. And so instead of that, they yell and they scream and they want to overthrow the system. They think that's oppressing them. And what they see as oppressive is I can't get what I want when I want it. Um, it's just asinine. So you have to do things that are beneficial to the collective, not yourself. You don't have any incentive or will. Just to protect the collective, much like we wear masks to do what? To protect others rather than ourselves. Also, Mao's government wanted to get rid of the police. Mao's government wanted to get rid of law. Mao's government wanted to get rid of order. Mao even wanted to get rid of education so that people would not learn anything unless it came out of Mao Zedong thought or it came out of the little red book. Now, if you think about that for a second, doesn't that sound exactly like what's happening today? Doesn't that sound like exactly what is unfolding in the United States and other countries? From you can't even go outside, you need to isolate yourself. You can't get in a group of more than a few people. You need to go isolate yourself. You need to be under lockdown, under quarantine, even as a healthy person. This is what the Chinese military did. They shut people down. They shut down businesses, cinemas. They shut down everything. Even places to walk were shut down in some, in some parts of the country. And the Chinese government in 1952 lied to the people, said there was a massive chemical biological attack. It's all fraud. It's all lies. It's all propaganda to unite the country against a common enemy. Typical propaganda technique. They want to hurt you. They want to take your freedom. They want to kill you, all this stuff. So people get behind it. And a lot of people got behind it. And they started wearing masks to protect themselves and to protect others, of course. And they started cleaning everything in the country. Clean, 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 clean. Got to keep it clean. And they were so anti-capitalist, but a lot of businesses remained open. And they were big businesses that remained open. And very similar to Walmart and Target, they get to stay open, but small businesses have to close down. It's amazing how history can repeat itself in a way where you don't see giant red tapestries, communist flags, and all that flying. Well, you do sometimes at BLM protests or Antifa rallies or something like that. But in general, you don't see that like flying from the White House, right? You don't see that flying from the presidential motorcade, you see American flags. You don't see 
people that are in government dressed like Maoists or Stalinists running around outside condemning those who don't agree with them. No, they dress like anti-fascists. They dress like Me Too protesters or demonstrators, whatever they are. They dress like common people, undercover agents that are there to enforce the ideology. They're there to enforce the will. They're there to enforce the party. And guess what? If you don't agree with the party, you ain't in it. It's a big party, and you ain't in it. It's a big party, and you ain't in it. It's a big club. Guess what? You ain't in it. You are not in the big club. You are not in the party. You're not in the party. And here's something that's really strange about the about the party, and it could be communist or whatever it is, but people that are doing things that are wrong, right? People that are, they, they know that they could be caught. They know that they're doing something immoral. They know that they're harming others. Some people have a change of heart, and some people decide, you know, I'm going to speak out against this. I'm going to stand up against this. I'm going to do what's right. Other people, because of fear and loathing, they continue to do what is what is wrong. But generally, when, you do, when you're doing something you know is wrong, you shouldn't be doing, or at least you're told that it's wrong. You know, you're raised with this idea that certain things are wrong. Well, there's going to be a rebellious attitude there, but a lot of people, because of fear, people become paranoid. And when they become paranoid, everything becomes a target. Even their friends, their family, their co-workers, everybody in the party ultimately becomes a threat. Everybody in the party is ultimately purged. Part of this destruction includes the destruction of language, the destruction of monuments, the destruction of documents, the destruction of anthems, the destructions of cultural elements like best friends, and the destruction, of course, of basic liberties for all people. You can't speak because it offends me. You can't wear that because it offends me. You can't think that because it offends me. I'm sure some of you saw that Yesterday, there was a huge firestorm, I guess is what they call it, in the USA Today and on social media because the Trump campaign, I guess they released or they they have pictures of their new 2020 Trump for president shirt, an eagle with an American flag. And apparently people think that's a Nazi symbol. It was first noticed by two Twitter accounts. Bend the Ark, Jewish Action, which is described as a Jewish progressive group, and the Lincoln Project, an anti-Trump group formed by Republicans. Bend the Ark tweeted, 
the president of the United States is campaigning for re-election with a Nazi symbol again. I find that really strange for a lot of different reasons. One, I thought that the United States defeated Nazism. And a lot of the people that think Trump's a Nazi, they are by definition Nazis. They are literally national socialists. Some of them are not national socialists. Some of them are just socialists. But I wanted to talk about this just for a moment before we go to the top of the hour here. Come back on the other side. And that's the eagle. They say the eagle's a Nazi symbol. Well, if the eagle's a Nazi symbol, so is red. Colors are symbols. Colors can induce certain states of mind. Colors can make you hungry. Colors can make you sick. Colors can make you calm. calm. Colors can make you feel aggressive or sexual or whatever. Colors are really important. You subconsciously pick out the clothes that you wear every day. One element of that, of that selection process is the color of the clothing based on your mood. Start paying attention to that. Days you're wearing more orange and yellow, you're probably more more excited and, you know, energetic and aware. And days that you're wearing, you know, black or blue or green, maybe that's your personality anyway, but these things these things are are just how we make decisions based on our emotions and we don't consciously realize it. But if that's a Nazi symbol, so is red. So that means the whole communist party, they're just Nazis. If you want to use that rhetoric, if you want to use that language. Now, of course, this is absolutely asinine and preposterous because the eagle was used by Germany years before Hitler came to power. It's been used by Russia. It's been used by America for a lot longer, a couple hundred years before the Nazi power ever, Nazi party, excuse me, ever came to power. But furthermore, the eagle, which is a, an emblem, a symbol, a representation of glory, it's a representation of prestige, it's an, a, a, an emblem of, of, of victory, of power, of elegance. You ever seen an eagle? Eagles really are beautiful birds. I mean, there are other birds that equally could take that title, but that's the eagle is one of the most commonly used symbols around the world. And they say it's a Nazi symbol. That's interesting that it's a Nazi symbol because red is also a Nazi symbol. So all your red book, red guards, red terror, all that's Nazi stuff too. It's all Nazi stuff. More to the point, do you know why an eagle is the symbol of the United States? And why people think that's a Nazi symbol. Do you know why the the founders of this country selected the eagle? I mean, on the back of the dollar bill, you have your eagle there with clenched talons. You know that Benjamin Franklin wanted to use a turkey instead of an eagle. It's a well-known little historical fact. Franklin wanted a turkey because he thought turkeys were more to the ground, not so up in the clouds. They were more hardworking. You know, that's that's what it's supposed to convey. And he was overruled. You know, all the founding fathers didn't agree on the exact same thing. People think that, though. It's not the case. That's just ludicrous. But the eagle was chosen. You know why the eagle was chosen? Because the eagle wasn't so much the eagle as it was the phoenix. The phoenix is the eagle. The eagle is the phoenix. 
And as the phoenix represents rebirth out of death, or birth out of death, but what is ultimately rebirth, at the time, the new nation was being birthed. It was ordo out of chaos. It was order out of chaos. It was birth out of death. Something had died, the old world, and a new world. And a new world order was founded. Not a negative, globalist new world order, but a new world order in which people were free for one of the first times in the history of mankind, where there wasn't a lord or some priest class or some king, some queen, prince or princess or warlords deciding what the people did, when they did it, how they lived their lives. Everybody was free. And so it wasn't the eagle. It was the phoenix rising from the ashes. The ashes of the old world and the flames and the fire, the spirit of liberty, the lighting of that lantern, the torch of Lady Liberty or Libertas in Rome. Lady Liberty, the torch, freedom. It became a beacon to the world. All of this is what the eagle represents. By the eagle, we know the phoenix. By the phoenix, we know flames. By the flame, we know the torch. And by the torch, we know liberty. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that the eagle is a Nazi symbol. You really have to be... I mean, at this point, it's, it's not ad hominem. It's just you really have to be retarded. If you think these kinds of things, you actually have to be in a state of panic. You have to be in a state of panic. I mean, that's what a pan or a pandemic really is, isn't it? Pan's labyrinth, pan's labyrinth. It's a pandemic. You are panicking. It's a Nazi symbol. And there's a story the other day. Some people on Twitter also were saying that George Orwell was a vile man because George Orwell didn't criticize Nazism enough. Instead, Orwell was too busy criticizing the Soviet Union. What is this rock-hard obsession that people have with Hitler and Nazism. And I'm not talking about the people like me or you who like history. I'm talking about the people that just, they despise Hitler. They despise Nazism. So much so that they despise German people to this day. And they're upset at historical characters who criticized the Soviet Union more than they criticized Germany. And let me explain what fascism is. Fascism is a technique. Yeah, Mussolini coined the term. It's a form of rule, but a form of rule is a technique. Antifa, which are anti-fascists, use fascist techniques to get their so-called point across, which is just to terrorize people and keep them in fear, to keep them submitted within the system of cultural BDSM that a lot of people, I think on one level or another, enjoy. They get off on it. But now even George Orwell, who wrote 1984, 
George Orwell. He said he was a government snitch. He was a fraud. He demonized the USSR. Even as it defeated Nazism. Well, the U.S. helped to defeat Nazism. So why isn't the U.S. in this conversation as being one of the freest nations in the history of the world? Why is the U.S. bad for having the eagle? It's like, well, the U.S. defeated the Soviet Union. Ultimately, later on, I guess that's probably the reason why. We defeated Nazism. And that's cool as long as we're hanging out with the Soviet Union. We're not bombing them. We're not at war. It could be a Cold War, but that's okay, you know. As long as we don't attack them, as long as the Soviet Union doesn't collapse, these people are brainwashed. If you don't see this yet, you just need to study a little bit of history. They are so obsessed. They have a rock-hard obsession with Nazism over a couple of Jews, but they have no quarrels with hundreds of millions of people being slaughtered in some of the most gruesome ways that Hitler couldn't have imagined if he took a creative writing horror class. That's okay, though, because the party is most important. These people are rabid psychopaths who know nothing about history, nothing about humanity, and nothing about spirit. They are soulless, dark voids that need to be ignored rather than acknowledged. But they can still exist in our open and free society, so long as they don't attempt to rip it down. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More fear and loathing in America, the cultural BDSM. It's sadomasochism. Right here on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere on The Fringe FM. We'll be back. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rd gable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info here at the secret teachings we're pushing 11 years on air from powerful interviews to truly unique analysis we're here for you five nights a week and now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info Click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, Check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. 
And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm. Call the station at 501-777-5631. Or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is the middle ground between the mainstream and alternative, between the official story and clickbait conspiracy. It lies between man's lack of critical thinking and his acknowledgement of discovering the patterns of nature. This is a radio show of objective analysis from the occult to pop conspiracy and health. A show we call The Secret Teachings. You can catch the broadcast Monday through Friday on the Fringe FM thefringe.fm and www.thesecretteachings.info Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. A reminder that the future is not some distant glimmer, but a bright light shining in your eyes. This is the future we are in right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM, where you can catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. Check out our website, thesecretteachings.info, to subscribe to the broadcast. You get every show, download it, stream it, take it with you, listen when you want. Other people can use your login. We're going we're gonna to get the montages in the archive ASAP. They'll be there for free as well when you subscribe. And then also... And by free, I mean you don't have to pay additional for them. They'll just be an, an add-on. You also get all of my books digitally. They're all on the website, including my old books, which I'm not really uh, not really into promoting those because they're old and st- a lot of stuff in there that I don't really uh, see the same way anymore. But they're still there. A lot of people like them. And when I say that, I mean mostly alien stuff that I don't see the same way anymore. But it's all there in the archive on the website www.thesecretteachings.info 
If you look around from lockdowns and quarantines to social distancing to wearing masks to being afraid of contagions, all of this has happened before in a very similar parallel way to the political nature of what's happening and the cultural overthrow that's happening in America. In 1952, the Chinese Communist Party told people that there was a massive chemical and biological attack, that they needed to clean things in order to protect themselves and others. They needed to wear masks in order to protect themselves and others. This was in 1952. A couple of years later, in the 60s, the military took a lot of power away from the Red Guards with Mao's signature and started closing down cinemas and shops and other places. And these things had been closed down before during the revolution. But closing down things that the military said were really, uh, they're not really essential. You need to go home, lock yourself down, quarantine yourself, not because of a disease, but because we're in control now. We want you, we need you. Go home now. Don't even take a walk. Stay home. Isolation, lockdown, fear, 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 loathing, loathing, loathing. It's your fault that the capitalist, revisionists, counter-revolutionaries are causing all these horrible things to happen. When it, was, it wasn't the average person's fault. It was the party. The party was responsible for all those horrible things that were happening. See, capitalism is an interesting word. Just like communism, it's an, it's an interesting word. I don't use them to brand people. I use them for conversational identifications. Capitalism is a system. It's a economic system. It's a philosophy. And it's based on merit. Socialism is based on greed. Capitalism frees the working people. Socialism enslaves the working people. But they tell you that, no, 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 freedom comes with socialism because freedom is slavery. You know what Orwell wrote, but now they're saying Orwell is a fascist because he didn't write enough about how evil the fascists were. He only attacked communism. Purge him. And they tell you that capitalism enslaves you. Freedom is slavery. And the stunning ignorance of this demonstrates that for a lot of people, ignorance is strength because they get off on the ignorance. They get off on the submission of the cultural BDSM. They get off on the fear. They get off on the humiliation of themselves and others. The sadomasochism. Exploitation of others in an open and free society based on the principles of liberty is not the result of liberty but the result of subversive elements and immature entitled people. Sometimes these people build a system of oppression, but it's the system of oppression that's been built by people who don't believe in freedom that's oppressive. It's not the open system that allows people to be bigots, that allows immature, entitled, pretentious people to harm others. That system of oppression is usually called a system of equality because the people that want a new system, they don't want freedom for all people, will tell you that they do while systematically attempting to take it from other people. And it could be based on race or sex or age or politics or a combination of all of these things. 
But it's a system, ultimately, of inequality, though they always tell you, no, 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 it's a system of equality. We want equality for all people. Don't you agree with equality for certain groups of people? Well, I agree with equality for all people. No, 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 certain groups of people. Well, I agree with equality for all people. I believe in the principle of liberty and the law of the jungle. You attack me, you steal my property, you touch something that's mine, and I don't give you permission. I have a right to defend it, and I have a right to defend myself. I don't know your motivations. People are scared of that because when they remove text, when they remove documents, when they remove history, when they remove monuments and they remove statues, it's not because they're trying to get rid of the past because it's painful. It's because they're trying to get rid of the past because they're going to do again what those statues and monuments and documents and histories tell us will happen if we don't do the things necessary to prevent it. That's why. They're removing history because they intend to commit the atrocities again. Liberty cannot take your rights. This is one of the most misconceived and asinine things, the one of the most full, truly foolish things that anyone could suggest, that in a country founded on the principles of liberty, on a country that is a republic, not a democracy, People believe that liberty takes your rights. No, liberty grants you rights. But the only way it grants you rights by birth is that you're willing to give them to other people too. And if you're not willing to give those rights to other people, then you do not believe in equality. You either believe in equality and everybody has the same right. Or you don't believe in equality, no matter how many hashtags and slogans and groups, no matter how violent you become, how aggressive, no matter how much you try to scrub away history or you try to rip down statues or deface monuments or try to provoke class warfare and class struggle, which was one of the main components of the Cultural Revolution and the Socialist Education Campaign in China run by Mao Zedong, cultural warfare permanent class struggle, which to the Chinese benefit later on after Mao died was denounced and was removed. But I mean, they still have every, we have class struggle, even if there isn't an official guideline, we still have class struggle. It's because people don't understand what basic freedoms are. People don't understand what liberty is. So they, they hurt other people. And it's not the fault of liberty. It's not the fault of Lady Liberty. It's not the fault of Libertas. It's the fault of the people that are committing those crimes against other people, against nature, against God, whatever you want to call it. It's the result of people that are immature, pretentious, entitled, don't know anything, ignorant, and they're committing crimes. They're committing atrocities. They're doing things they think are good. But no, it's just hateful. There's no such thing as a hate crime. All crime is hateful. And you could say, arbitrarily speaking, there are some crimes that aren't really crimes, shouldn't really be crimes. Well, that's kind of left up to, you know, the states to decide. It's kind of left up to local governments to decide that. Only tyrants and control freaks can take away your freedom. Liberty doesn't take away your freedom. Only tyrants and control freaks. Only tyrants and control freaks... rule by fear, and gain support through fear. That's the power of liberty because, you know, 
people that believe in actual equality will defend themselves and others. They will defend others, not as a cult, but as a human right to exist freely, even if I don't agree with what you say, even if I don't agree with what you believe. Even if you look differently than me, I'll defend you. You truly are my brother or sister. That's what liberty is. But when you say, no, I want true equality, only certain groups of people matter, only certain groups... No, 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 no. That's not equality. That's the opposite of equality. These are subversive elements within our society, and they are incredibly dangerous. When victimhood becomes a right and a currency of who can be more pathetic, who can grovel more than the next person. It's a very, very dark day, and it's very, very dangerous because you can see what's on the horizon, a boot stamping on the face of humanity forever. True power means being informed and being strong and not letting others direct your opinions and actions based on the collective hive mind. Weak people have to overcompensate for that. Paranoid people have to overcompensate for that. They do it with violence and by oppressing those that they can take advantage of, which in a lot of cases, the people that think they're powerful who are actually very weak and paranoid are taking advantage of people who are powerful, but they're either naive or They try to do the right thing, and they just allow themselves to be assaulted and assaulted and assaulted. When moral good people realize their power, which includes the power to defend other people who disagree with them, then that powerful force of person or people will make the weak people who think they're powerful will make the paranoid people who think they're powerful cower in fear. The magician who makes a deal with the devil temporarily gains power, but that magician who makes a deal with the devil sells their eternal soul. And parallel to this is the person who sells his fellow man and liberty for some temporary political power that means nothing. That ends in the demise of himself and others. In this way, political power is more dangerous than magical power because with magical power, there is a universal law that will damn the magician, but political power and the exploitation of that political power and of other people is not always punished in the same way. Unless it becomes metaphysical, those who sell out their fellow man and liberty for temporary political power will face the same demise as the black magician who sells his soul for a little temporal power. And what happened in that movie with Johnny Depp? Remember where he's looking for the books written by Lucifer? And the collector finally gets them and thinks he has all this power. He's on fire and he's like, I feel the power in me. I'm not being burned by the fire. And then he dies because the fire consumes him. Anything worth doing is worth doing well and it's worth putting hard work into. If you're just handed something, if you didn't earn it, you don't appreciate it. You don't respect it. And furthermore, if you didn't obtain it by working for it, 
and someone didn't give it to you, it probably had to be stolen from somebody else, taken from somebody else. And the people that want that to happen are such pussies, they don't even want to do it themselves. They want others to do it. They want the government to do it for them. Please take my neighbor's stuff. I don't want to work. You're losers. And you will never defeat the spirit of humanity or the spirit of liberty that are present in so many people, even those that don't speak out about these kinds of things, because they just they want to be left alone. That's what America really is. You want to start a fight, you're probably going to get one eventually. But some people are smart enough to know not to take that bait, and that good ultimately will prevail in the end, and it's not subjective in that context. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this, right here on The Fringe FM. Stay with us. Listening to the Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. A woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus. Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians. Name one. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Power of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. I think you are remembering okay, it. Guys, it was a pretty good bit. Guys, no, no, no. Can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, okay? Distorting facts, that, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. Alex X. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. 
check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Understand the procedure now. Just stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is one of the best discussions I've been on a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. I told you a little bit tonight about how Mao and the Communist Party of China wanted to get rid of the police. They wanted to smash the police, smash the legal system. They wanted to rebel against all things that were cultural norms and traditions and habits and customs and ideas and ideologies and beliefs and faiths. Even if you want to argue that some things that people believe are just outrageous, it's not your place to say those things. And in a free society, we can believe whatever we want. And if people want to question that, that's entirely acceptable, entirely fine. But Unless someone violates my space and violates my property or tries to hurt something that belongs to me or that is in relation to me, people can do whatever they want to do. That's a free society. But see, there are some people that are control freaks that get off on submission. They like submitting and they like trying to force other people to submit to them. They're sadistic. They're masochistic. They are sadomasochists. And they think they get power. They think that they are powerful because they hurt some weak people. This is literally the pathology of a psychopath. This is the pathology of a criminal. This is the pathology of a mugger, of a rapist. They're not going to try to do those things to people that can defend themselves or to people that look like they're aware. They're going to do it to people they think they can overpower or people that are not paying attention. I call tonight's show Cultural BDSM, and I think that really does accurately depict our culture. 
I was talking to Joe Roop on the phone last night, and I said that to him, and he he literally LOL'd. He laughed out loud. I thought that a lot of people would get a kick out of that, but I also thought a lot of people would be a little bit put off by that. Why why is there a woman in a mask with a zipper on your promo pick? That's is this a weird sex show? No, it's not a weird kinky sex show. Why would it be a weird kinky sex show? What it is, other than being a good show name and a good promo, there are literally companies that are developing masks with zippers so that people can wear these, not BDSM masks. Not You don't have to go to a sex shop to get these things. These are masks that are made by companies so that when people get these masks and wear them, they can unzip them and then rezip them so they can take drinks. Or you unzip it so you can kiss your partner and then you zip it back up again. Hope you have a safe word. See, our culture doesn't really have a safe word. There's a secret safe word. It's preserved in the flaming torch. It's preserved in the phoenix and the eagle that they say is a Nazi symbol now. No, the eagle is the phoenix. The phoenix rises out of the ashes and the flames that burn brighter than the sun. Regeneration, rebirth, the flames, the flames of liberty, the flames of freedom, the flames of birth, the flames of rebirth. And they've laid dormant for quite a bit of time. And the secret word to the cultural BDSM is liberty, 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 and they give up because you can't force people to do something against their will unless you force them with more force than they have will to defend it. And often that is the case where people will simply submit to it because based on the law of consequences, it's easier to go along to get along, even if it's temporary, even if it hurts you in the long run, it's beneficial now for self-preservation, even if it's not fully a conscious decision. There's a Texas company developing face masks with zippers. Out of San Antonio, a Texas company founded by three women has created a practical face mask to use while drinking and eating. It's called Shut Your Mouth. Has invented colorful face masks with zippers at the mouth, making it perfect for sipping on a straw or eating small snacks. Next, they'll have the the sex swing, probably. You can just swing in and out of the doctor's office, and they'll just jab you with one needle, go back out. Come back in, they'll jab you with another needle, go back out. Israeli company invents masks diners can wear while eating. They've developed a coronavirus mask with a remote control mouth that lets diners eat food without taking it off, a device they say could make a visit to a restaurant less risky. A squeeze of a lever, much like a cyclist operates a handbrake, Opens a slot in the front of the mask so that food can pass through. The process could get messy with ice cream or sauces, of course, but more solid morsels can be gobbled up in a flash. And they say it's kind of like Pac-Man. Wow. That's a Reuters article. It is like Pac-Man. You know what Pac-Man is? Program and control. He's program and control man. He thinks he's got free will, but he's really trapped in a maze. He's followed by demons who are ghosts who are probably demons in his own head. And just when he thinks he's out of the maze, he pops right back into the other side. People think it's a happy game, but it's not a happy game. It's a nightmare world, and we live in it. I've given you the answers. I've given you the code. 
Now, it's your choice. You have the power to decide what to do next. That's Bandersnatch, Black Mirror, if you haven't seen that episode. Program and Control Man. Oh, yeah, you're definitely a Program and Control Man. If you go to that level, I'm going to get a mask that opens and closes. I'm going to get a a zipper mask that opens and closes. You are a Pac-Man. Oh, boy, you are a Pac-Man. And then Japan, of course, went to the next level because they've got to, like, play Pokemon or something while they're wearing their mask. So they built in Bluetooth, Internet-connected smart masks, pulsating radiation right through your skull. And then you can just wear these and connect to friends and talk in the mask. So everybody's going to be walking around like Darth Vader now, I guess. And that's what this really is. This is the dark side. This is the dark side of the Force. You know, and it's alluring. And it it, it looks like a good time for some people. Throughout history, people have seen the dark side of the Force, and they see what it does to humans. They see what it does to society and culture and countries, and it, it rots everything from the core. It destroys everything. It obliterates everything beautiful. There have been, there have been you know, hybrids of this dark side. Hitler was a hybrid of this dark side because Hitler preserved everything beautiful. Got rid of degenerate art. I, I don't believe in that. I, I think that people should have their degenerate art. But the Nazis didn't purge history. They didn't purge art. They protected it from purging. They stopped the communist revolution in Germany. And Germany became ultra-powerful quite quickly as a small country. And as a tiny, teeny tiny little country with the support of Japan and Italy, almost conquered the world with the exception of Russia. And the U.S. helped to defeat Nazism, but now the U.S. is supposedly this Nazi place with a Nazi president who uses Nazi symbols like the eagle, which is really just the Flame of Liberty, it's really just the, the phoenix. Who, who, who is coming up with this stuff? What do you mean it's the Nazi symbol? Okay, if that's the case, then the red of the Nazi party flag, which I proudly have hanging above me in studio, I love the Nazi flag. It's a beautiful flag. I also have a bunch of other flags. It doesn't make me a Nazi. I have a Tampa Bay Lightning NHL hockey team official flag. It doesn't mean that I'm a hockey player. I can play hockey, but it doesn't mean I'm a hockey player. I also have pictures of my duck in studio. It doesn't mean I'm a duck breeder, but I've got one, two, three. I've got at least three pictures of a duck. doesn't mean I'm a duck breeder. I've got the Wheel of the Year. I've got the Great Seal of Solomon. I've got all the ruins. I've got my book designs. I've got, I've got an autograph and a picture with former Congressman Dr. Ron Paul. doesn't make me a political person. I just I like Dr. Paul as a as a human being. He seemed like a smart guy. I also have, you know, a lot of stuff in here. I proudly display all this stuff because I like learning about it. I don't have slogans on the wall that say put Jews in gas chambers. It's so moronic. It's so stupid. But the very thing that these people are afraid of fascism, Nazis, SS, and black uniforms are the very thing that they are. Antifa dresses up in black. Antifa uses fascist tactics. Antifa uses fascist symbols. 
Red's a fascist symbol. If an eagle's a fascist symbol, red is a fascist symbol. Nobody points out the two actual pillars of fascism on the Lincoln Memorial or the pillars of fascism that set behind the fascist Speaker of the House in Washington, D.C., or the fascist pillar that's on the dime in the United States. Nobody points those out, but an eagle, oh no, that's a symbol of not, not just fascism, Nazism. What do we have to do, like teach symbology to people in school? We just need to teach them common sense is what we need to teach them, because not everybody is born with an awareness of common sense. And to think that I'm something because I have a symbol. Oh, he's got a symbol. That makes him X, Y, Z. No, it doesn't. If, if me having a German battle flag from 1939 makes me a Nazi, it makes you a moron. It makes you a retard. It makes you a special person who needs psychiatric evaluation is what it makes you. It also makes you very ignorant, and it defeats your own argument, because if you're concerned with people who are Nazis, because Nazis killed some people, you, then you're supporting an ideology that has killed hundreds of millions of people from Venezuela and South America as a whole, to Cambodia, to China, to Russia. And they attempted to do it in Germany. And you know what's going to happen in America? The same thing that happened in Germany. Because the American people, as dumbed down, fat, and Wally-like as they are, have a fire in them like the German people had in the 30s, and they will not stand for it. So you can take your Zionist, fascist, political, communist, socialist, totalitarian, authoritarian order, and you can cram it so far up your ass that it sneezes out of your mouth like COVID-19. You can probably isolate the bullshit in people's sneezes, but you can't isolate COVID-19. No one has isolated it. They just speculate. I don't have to speculate that you're a moron if you think I'm, you think I'm a ufologist because I have an I want to believe poster. Your assumption might be correct that I'm an X-Files fan. Doesn't mean I'm a ufologist. I mock the hell out of ufology. I think half of ufology is a giant joke. Another quarter of it's just, I don't know what's going on, and another quarter of it's kind of credible. Make these absurd, broad judgments. I'm digressing. But the point is, Antifa's all anti-fascist, right? Well, they got the black uniforms. That's pretty much what a fascist wears, isn't it? Fascist, anarchist. It's kind of funny because they're so afraid of, like, the secret police, and they're, they're so afraid of the SS. Oh, no, the SS, the secret police, they're going to come. They are the secret police. They want censorship, ban words. Here's a story here from Yahoo News. From master bedroom to blacklist, what it will take to change racist terms in our everyday language. And they go on to say they want to get rid of, rid of the terms master bedroom, master, slave. Master just means something that's in charge. It's the top dog. It's the big thing. The master key. What do we have to do now? Call it the, the, the number one key. That would be offensive to people who placed second. We got to call it the all key matter key. All keys matter. Even the ones that aren't master keys. I committed a microaggression. Oops. We got to get rid of the word slave. Yeah. Get rid of the word slave so I can't express that I'm a slave 
under your new authoritarian system. That's what it is. That's why they tear down statues. That's why they get rid of these types of things, because if you don't get rid of these things, people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. Isn't this what happened in China? Isn't that what happened in Russia? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, it is what happened there. So don't let it happen again. That's why we preserve these things. I mean, there's a CBS News uh, publication. It was CBS New York 2012, I want to say. And it explained how the New York City Department of Education, I remember this so vividly, the New York City Department of Education wanted to make 50 words forbidden from standardized tests. They included everything from abuse to slavery to terrorism to the words junk food. Why? Well, because if I'm being abused, if I am a slave, if I am being terrorized, then I can't explain what's happening to me if these words don't exist. I just feel like I'm controlled by somebody, but I don't know what word. I feel like I'm owned by somebody. I don't know what word to you. Is there even a word to describe this? Yeah, it's slavery. I'm, I'm just being like... I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like we should have a word for this, but people are doing bad things to me and traumatizing me. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, you're being abused. Of course they want to remove that word. When they're doing horrible things to you and trying to scare you, that's terrorism. But get rid of that word because we don't want people to know that they're being terrorized. We don't want people to know that they're being traumatized. We don't want people to know that they're being abused. We don't want people to know that they're slaves. We don't even want people to have sex. So sex was one of the 50 words they wanted to get rid of. Eliminate the orgasm. All pleasure. Children born in government sanctioned facilities. This is all documented. All well written about. And when I say that, I don't just say it to say it. Like other radio hosts, I have mountains of data and information to support what I'm saying. See, I don't just get on radio and start blabbering about whatever. Sometimes those shows are fun. I have a gift from nature, from Mother Earth, from Goddess, whatever you want. The only gift I have is I can remember vast quantities of information. So trust me when I tell you, I remember all of this crap, even when it's scrubbed from the internet. I remember where I read things, what page it's on, and where it's at in my archive, and I can go and pull the damn thing right now. I know what I'm talking about. I know that even though sometimes things are speculated upon, I know that what I'm basing my information on is solid ground. I'm not speaking out of my ass where most people have their head shoved up with their belief that all people are only equal if some people are less equal while saying that that's true equality. So let's get rid of master bedroom and let's get rid of slavery because these are racist terms in our in our lexicon, really. They're racist. Well, that's just absolutely amazing. I didn't know that a master key was racist. Can't have a master's degree either. Can't even have a manhole. You know, and man, I thought manhole, I thought it was some weird sexual thing. I guess my mind's dirty. But they're like, no, it can't be a manhole. It's a people hole. That's literally what it's called. It, I think it's at Berkeley now. They're like, you can't call it a manhole. It's, it's a people hole. Well, even people is offensive because some people identify as animals or they identify as gardening tools. You know, 
some people identify as hoes, and they might be hoes. Like I said, Mao Zedong wanted to get rid of the police in China. And he wanted to get rid of because he wanted to put, you know, just hordes, mobs of Mao brigades and Red Guards in charge that would eat each other. And it wasn't just a civil war between the nationalists and the communists. There was a civil war between different factions within the Communist Party in China. And so they wanted to get rid of the police. And it's pretty astounding that Black Lives Matter says that they've got a couple of different things they're trying to get done here. They're trying to get the president out of the White House, and they're only linked to Black Lives Mattering is that he's a racist, which they have no evidence of, no proof of, just a claim they keep blasting from their big, wide mouths. And no, that's not a shot at black people. You know, wide nose having... (laughs) Dave Chappelle said, it's not a shot at black people. Black Lives Matter is predominantly white. They have three slaves who are black at the very top who say they're trained Marxists. It's a predominantly white Ku Klux Klan organization hiding behind black people and using black people as pawns and slaves. Ooh, I know that's another word I'm not supposed to say. You can't say a white knight took a black pawn. That's racist. Blacks aren't pawns. You're a moron. It's a freaking game. And even if it was a racist game, I'm allowed to play a racist game and I'm allowed to say racist things because this is a country where I have free speech and it protects your right and my right to speak about things that are offensive. You don't have a right to not be offended. Predominantly run by a by a white Ku Klux Klan that keep a few blacks around as house servants to do their bidding and attacking white people and black people who don't agree that blacks should remain on the plantation of a welfare state. In the ghettos. Suppressed. Not educated. And that's what the UN says that the whole world needs to be. The UN says the whole world needs to be. UNESCO says the whole world needs to be re-educated. Or UN educated. Re-educate the world break down the family structure. It says that on the Black Lives Matter website. We want to get rid of the nuclear family structure. Well, that happened in black communities because the real racists obliterated black communities. And they removed fathers from the home and crime went through the roof. So yeah, a lot of black people commit a lot of crime because there's no structure in the black community on average. You hear black leaders talk about that. They don't get any any airtime. Not allowed to hear what the black leaders who don't agree with you say. Because they're just pawns of the racist white people. More of that political, racial, racist, bigoted divide to call anybody who disagrees with you a racist. That's just the bottom of the, of the cesspit is what it is. So what happens if you get rid of police? Which, by the way, the police aren't 95% white in the United States. But if you're a black police officer, you're also a bad person. See, it's anybody who doesn't subscribe to the agenda, not anybody with a color of skin one way or another. The Associated Press reported in June, June 26th, that the Minneapolis Council put out a plan to abolish police. And I guess the motion passed, and now they're going to try to get it onto the ballot. The amendment goes on to say that the director of the new agency, this is the new agency they're creating. They have to create a city charter, and the, and, and the draft language of the amendment posted online would replace the department with the Department of Community Safety and Violence Prevention, quote, which will have responsibility for public safety services prioritizing a holistic public health-oriented approach. 
The amendment goes on to say that the director of the new agency would have non-law enforcement experience in community safety services. You definitely want somebody who has no idea how to run a safety group running the safety group. This is also very communistic and collective. You want to put people like women who worked in the home in charge of smelting operations, and you want to put men who worked in fields in charge of building and engineering so that dams collapse and buildings collapse routinely, crops go bad because nobody knows how to harvest them or take care of them. But the state says this is what you'll do. They're going to take some moron who has no clue what they're doing, and they're going to put him in here as a safety office, a safety hall monitor, an officer. And their job is going to be but not limited to public health and or restorative justice approaches. Public health? Oh, you mean like they're going to have peace officers that say, Sir, you didn't get your vaccine today. You're putting the community at risk, especially black people. What are you, a racist? And people will get in their sex swing and they'll put on their mask and zip it up. And they'll swing into the needle and out of the needle and into the needle. Can I get an extra shot just to be sure? I want to make sure that the Mexicans are safe, too. I want to make sure that the Asians are safe. I want to make sure that the Italians are safe and the Germans are safe and the English are safe and the French are safe and the Africans are safe and the Russians are safe and the Australians are safe. I want to make sure the Martians on Mars are safe. Give me a shot in my ass, please. So instead, what they're going to do, they're going to have restorative justice approaches. In other words, re-education. It also provides for a division of licensed peace officers who would answer to the department's director. There's another name for those. It's called the Mao Brigade and the Red Guards. But see, they rip down history so you don't remember that, so you don't know what they're building here. They tear down the old Death Star, so that when you build a new Death Star, hmm, maybe that's a moon. No, it's not a moon. That's a giant spaceship. That's a giant weapon system that destroys worlds. No, that's just, that's a moon. And then you realize, that's not a moon. And you realize it's not completed, but it's active. New York Times, July 12th. This was over the weekend. Camden, New Jersey. Some of you might have heard of Camden, New Jersey. Maybe you live in Camden, New Jersey. It's one of the poorest cities in the country. And they've had a limited police force for several years now. And the New York Times just loving it. The New York Times published this story. Could this city hold the key to the future of policing in America? And they say... At the start, and even today, the Camden Department has followed many traditional policing practices. For example, all these will just click with you. It has embraced surveillance technology, including predictive policing. I saw that movie. That was Tom Cruise. They rely on algorithms that can help develop patrol patterns. In layman's terms... You get arrested for things that a computer program by man said that you might do someday. I don't have to explain to you how outrageous, dangerous, and authoritative that, how dystopic that is. The technology for this pre-crime tech is based on informative associations like friendship, social media activity, and past reports of crime that Critics contend can reinforce racial biases. 
The technology is based on information like friendship, social media activity, and past reports of crime that criticize or critics rather contend can reinforce racial biases. So don't post anything on social media. You might commit a crime if you say, I don't support Black Lives Matter. I believe everybody matters. It shouldn't matter whether or not that offends somebody. You have a right to say it. And if you want to be a racist, you have a right to be a racist, as long as you aren't using your free expression and speech to harm other people that you're racist against. Besides, most actual racists are pathetic worms that either stay at home in their hole or they go out in public feeling entitled and hurt other people that look different than them. They're morons. But just because I don't support your group doesn't make me one of them. You know, just like that Koch brothers run, they run a lot of groups. The Koch brothers run a group called Americans for Prosperity. And it's supposed to be this great progressive group. But then when you actually look at it, it's like get rid of all these government agencies. And the way that the people tried to sell it to me when they were talking to me, they said, all these agencies, just it's too much red tape. And like the EPA, man, the EPA, they do so many bad things to the environment. And I'm like, well, yeah, they do. So let me sign up. And then you realize they're run by the Koch brothers and their goal is to destroy all regulatory bodies so they can continue to produce products without any regulation like China does. And then you have a second reason to put on that death mask, to masquerade with the death mask at the dawn of the new normal, the new age, the new order. You have another reason to be a sadomasochist. Camden, New Jersey, with parts of the city of Washington drugs, the, the reconstituted force this new police force, conducted a crackdown which helped reduce violent crime, but it also issued many tickets for small infractions, the very approach that opponents of aggressive policing call unnecessarily punitive. That seemed to alienate residents the police were trying to win over. But as the Black Lives Matter movement gained momentum several years ago, the department came to embrace a softer strategy that activists would like to see adopted elsewhere. The department also revamped the way it trains officers. It emphasizes diffusing tense encounters, handing out fewer tickets for minor offensives, and requiring officers to intervene if they see colleagues mistreating people. Isn't that just kind of a thing anyway that people would normally do if we lived in a society where people felt moral and actually acted on it? You'd think so. New York City... The police commissioner disbanded dozens of plain-clothed teams known for their aggressive tactics, and the city adopted a budget that reduced funding for the police. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, something similar happened. They're creating a municipal force, a licensed, licensed peace force. Not like Space Force. These will be the, the warriors on the street. He's a capitalist. He's a counter-revolutionary. He's anti-party. He's a bad person. He used the word master key. He's a racist. And then those will be the infractions. You won't get an infraction for driving your car through a red light. Well, you, you, you still will, will because the system is, is going to maintain that. But you'll get a ticket for saying something that they, they determined to be racist. Exploitation of other people in an open and free society is not based on the principles of freedom. It's based on 
subversive elements and entitled pricks who abuse and exploit that system. And sometimes they build their own systems and they call them equality and they're not equality. Liberty cannot take the rights of other people. It cannot create an unjust and unequal society. Only tyrants and control freaks can do that with fear and loathing in America. They can only do that with fear and loathing to gain support through fear. For systems where people will not defend each other and will not defend themselves. And see, that's the power of liberty because liberty allows for not only me to defend myself, it allows me, and I feel like I need to, defend other people as well. And any society that does not support these things is a cult. Any nation that doesn't support these things, any government, like the obsolete man, is obsolete. When victimhood becomes a right and currency of who can be more pathetic than others, who can grovel more, who can wear the death mask the longest, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm doing something good for you. I'm taking care of you. Rather than being worried about what people think or what people say, say no. Because these fake powerful people, not only will they eat each other, they will eat themselves, their own ideological philosophy will consume them. They're afraid of people saying no. Why? Simple questions. And ultimately saying, if you come and try to hurt me or take something that belongs to me, I will defend myself and it. And if you try to do it to my neighbor, I will likewise defend my neighbor. Bottom line, bad things that happen are not the result of a free and open society except for those that exploit that free and open society to take advantage of others. It's probably not a good idea to bring down a free and open society to put it in the hands of a few monsters of which we know their record historically. The deal they make with the devil for political power ends in the demise of themselves as well as others involved, just like the magician who makes a deal with the devil for power doesn't work out too well in the end. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM five nights a week. Subscribe to our archive to get access to every show. Download it, stream it, share your login. The montages are going up on the website for subscribers and my books, all of them on the website for subscribers, the digital copies. If you'd like a copy of the physical book autographed, you can buy them on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash the Secret Teachings. Tonight, cultural BDSM. It really is fear and loathing in America. Sadomasochism. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. <laughs>